Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Welcome to the day. Great to have you on. Great to be together. Another day, another opportunity to get a little bit better. We're living in the world of famine, the world of plenty. We're living in the middle of the zone called the, I call the Joseph Zone. For those that are tuning in for the first time, welcome. The Joseph Zone is a zone between famine and plenty. That's what Joseph saw that gave him the insight to the advice that he gave Pharaoh that no one else can see. He saw the moment when the fat cows and the skinny cows lived, they coexisted for a moment. That moment that he saw was what he capitalized on in the advice. During times of plenty, think of the famine. Store, prepare, and then during times of the famine, you'll have plenty. And we've been talking about that this is life. Whenever, whenever you're in times of plenty, times of peace, times of tranquility, times of times when things are good, things are rolling. Think about appreciation and preparation. Use it, capitalize it. You can appreciate it, but don't get lost in it. Don't get lost in it. I had a friend of mine who's, who's a family member who had an exit of his company for many, many millions of dollars. Many, many millions of dollars. And then over the course of time, somehow had very little left. And in analyzing what happened, part of it was that. During times of plenty, they just lived in plenty. They spent more money. They lived more lavishly. They made less disciplined investment decisions. They meant they made less disciplined charitable decisions. They did not create any real plans for additional revenue. And then one day you wake up and you're spending lots of money. And you got a lot of people to feed because people like money. And if you're giving it out, usually they're showing up. And then one day, the money runs out. And the feeling was, how come we didn't plan and during the times of plenty? Because if you would have leveraged time of plenty, you would be able to, to have plenty for the rest of your life. So how does this apply to what we're talking about? So it applies in a lot of areas, I think. But one area in particular that we're, we've been living in the past few weeks is the area of your mind, of your thoughts, of your feelings. And what happens is, is that whenever things are not getting in our way, whenever things are good, when we're living in times of mental plenty, okay, that means we have enough money. That means the job is good enough. That means everyone we know is, thank God, healthy. Right? It just means that like you're in a zone. During that time that you're in a zone, you have to be working on your mind. You have to be analyzing your feelings. You have to be creating a distance between your thoughts and you. Because the way you are able to control your feelings is by first creating the ability to somehow control your thoughts. If every thought is you, then in any moment you can have any thought that throws you. 
But once we learn that not every thought is me, and I can choose my thoughts, I can distance myself from my thoughts, I can, t- I can look at a thought and go, that's ridiculous. I'm not thinking of that. And I'm not letting that get into my head. And I'm not letting that get into my heart. Right? We do this sometimes. I always go back to this example only because it's so easy. If you're ever dieting, you learn to teach yourself, just because I have a thought that says, eat that, it doesn't mean that I have to eat that. You create a distance between your thoughts. It doesn't happen when you're five. A five-year-old can't say, well, I want that. I'm not going to eat it because it's bad for me. That's why five-year-olds should have parents and teachers around. But if you're 35 and you can't control yourself, well, we got to work on your thinking. Because just because I want to eat it doesn't mean I will eat it. The discipline, really, if you think about it, discipline is just controlled thought. Right? You just teach yourself, that's not me. Because if it was me, I would have to do it. Does it was that clear? Let me just make sure that's clear. Right? If I think I want ice cream, and I shouldn't be eating ice cream, and I don't choose ice cream, that means there's some force inside me that is, is listening to the I want ice cream thought and saying, no thank you. Which then means there must be something else but my thought of which I am or I would never have been able to reject it. I can't reject I. How can I reject myself? So if I'm going to say no to a thought, it must mean that the thought is not me. I hope that that was logically clear, at least in my own mind. So if it works for food, and it works for relationships, I can't create relationships with everybody. It could be inappropriate. It could be uh, inconvenient. It could be uh, not smart. I don't know. There could be a thousand reasons why I don't create a relationship with somebody else. It could be a business relationship that's a bad idea. It could be a friend that's a bad... I don't know. So I may have a thought that I say I can't do. It's called living in society. I may want to say something to somebody or do so, but I can't do it. So understand that so many times a day there are thoughts that come into our minds that we distance ourselves from. It's called mind control. We're all doing it all the time. It's incredible. It's incredible. And depending on what your values are, that's very much aligned with what your decisions are. How you're raised will dictate what decisions that you make. But what we don't do is take those regular examples and then move them into areas that is much more subtle. That's, so, for example, I may be clear that I shouldn't have the ice cream. But what about the, the question of, I'm going to fail? Oh my God, it's, I'm going to fail. Oh, I'm going to fail. It's going to be terrible. No, I know I'm going to fail. Why do I have to choose that thought for? 
Why do I have to believe that thought? I don't know. I'm not in the future. It's going to be terrible. Something bad is going to happen, God forbid. That's a thought that pops into my head. Just like eat the ice cream does. Just like say that thing does. Why do I got to listen to that? Because that one sounds like me? No, it's because I wasn't trained in the I'm going to fail stuff. I was trained by somebody to not eat that. I was little and it was my 50th jelly bean and somebody that sounds like my mom said, don't eat that jelly bean, right? I was trained. I want to talk to that kid, but somebody told me that we're in the middle of math and you don't talk in class, right? We were trained to take the thoughts that we have in our heads and say, well, I can't choose that. But we weren't trained to take the I'm going to fail thoughts. It's going to be terrible thoughts. That's not me thoughts. I can't do that thoughts. We weren't trained in that. So when those thoughts come, well, in that case, that must be me. I know that I'm not these thoughts. But for these thoughts, that's that's who I am. That's who I am. I always get this way. Really, I always get this way. I always get, I don't know, it's me. It's just me. I, I think this way. I talk this way. I, I don't know. That's me. I, I can't do it. I can't. I know I can't. Listen, you don't know me. I know me. You don't know me. I know me. I, I'm, I, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. I get very this with this. That's who I am. Why do I got to listen to that thought for it's me. No, it's not. It's not any more than you than any other thought that you have. Thoughts aren't you. So, why do you listen to it for? The answer is because you've never trained yourself to see it as thoughts. So, when do you train yourself? I hope you're following. During times of plenty. Exactly. During times of famine, you can't train yourself for anything. you got to use all your brain power to get through the famine. When you're in a challenge, when you're in the moment, when you're sitting at the speech and your brain's going, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're going to fail, you're going to fail. What are you going to do then? What are you going to do then? There are people looking at you. Like, what are you going to do? Like, what, what's going to be? Do you know how many times I've been sitting in, like, a room and, like, like, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, totally overwhelmed in the moment. Like, overwhelmed. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, they're going to call me up in like two minutes. Like, I'm like looking around the room. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, there's no exit. I can't pull a fire alarm. What am I going to do? Like, what are we going to do in the moment? What are we going to do when the anxiety hits? What are we going to do when that thing happens? God forbid. And you got to deal with it. Like, what's going to happen? You can't then go, you know what we should really do? I should really, th- is that a thought or is that me? Is that a thought? Ah. No, you're in the moment. You're in the game. What are you going to do? You can't draw a play in the game. You got a ball in your hand. You got a guy coming at you to tackle you. What are you going to do? Draw the play? Hit pause? I once interviewed a football player on the show, on the Shabbat show. And I'm like, 
for those who watch football, there's these things called, you know, linemen, offensive linemen. They have to protect the quarterback, right? It's hard to protect the quarterback because in front of them are what's called defensive linemen. And they're like, I don't know, like 250, all muscle, big guys. And they're coming at them. And these guys have to stand basically and protect the quarterback. It's a tough job. Sometimes they move a drop before the snap. A drop. Like, if you even, like, move a little bit before the quarterback snaps the ball, it's called a false start. And it's a penalty. Okay? There are times where you're in a game. This happens. And the guy moves. Penalty. They stop the play. They move everybody back. People boo them. Sometimes there's one of the defensive linemen get around them. And they got a choice to make. Do I let the guy kill my quarterback or do I try to hold him a little bit? And, and, and they hold him too much. It's a penalty. Now, sometimes the play goes on. The quarterback gets free. He throws the ball down the field. It goes 50 yards. The guy makes a crazy catch. The stadium goes wild. And everyone's about to cheer, and they see a flag on the ground. And the ref goes, penalty. Number 66, offensive lineman. And now, as opposed to being on the other team's 20, they march you back all the way, and everyone's booing the offensive lineman, that poor guy. And I had him on the show. And I said, what's it like? And he says, what do you mean? I'm like, how do you get to the next play? He says to me, he goes, I'm in the game. I can't think. I, I, if I think, I, I don't have a second to think. I, it's the next play. There's a guy coming at me. You're in the game. You're in, the, you're in life. You're in challenge. You're in famine. You're not like analyzing your thoughts. That's when they're coming at you left and right. But it's too late. You want to know when time to analyze your thoughts are? When it's time to train yourself that that thought that you have is just a thought? It's during times of plenty. It's when you're not in challenge. When you're quote-unquote bored, if you will. When you're cruising. When life and time is flying by. Yeah. You want to leverage that time well? You use it. And use it and use it. I will talk about it. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Think about this. When you when you hear that voice today, the you can't voice, just do me a favor. Pretend like it's holding like the most fattening thing in the world. And pretend like you're in the middle of training for a marathon. It's the same thing. It's just a thought. All right. Have a great day. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow.